1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Shane Duffy signs for Celtic on loan until the end of the season David Marshall says Scotland's English-based players will be fit and raring to go for Friday And after a classic Andy Murray effort last night We'll hear from the Hibs player hoping to take inspiration I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me tonight is Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi Yeah, we're 48 hours away from Scotland's opening game of the Nations League And for Steve Clark. Uh, Gordon, this will be his first game since November He won't be a frustrated man And he'll be delighted that he's out on the grass Working with the squad Decisions to be made How does he accommodate Andy Robertson and Kieran Tierney Who plays in goals Who gets the number 9 jersey Who plays at right back Who's in the centre midfield I've got plenty of Anymore? questions Yeah, I've got plenty <laughs> of questions um, That need to be answered And I'm sure the listeners will help us do that And also for Celtic, Shane Duffy The man that Neil Lennon's been trying to get For the past couple of months Probably wish that he had him this time last week But nonetheless, he is in the door now They've got him on loan from um, Brighton and Hove Albion So a good signing for Celtic yeah, I think it's an excellent sign of our Celtic. You know, let's be honest. I mean, he's played an awful lot of games in English Premiership, and you know the quality of strikers he's come up against some of the best strikers in the world, uh, week in week out. So you know, coming up to play for Celtic and in Scotland, you know, he should be a, a complete stick out up here. And I think he's that kind of influential, uh, proper defender up here that uh, Celtic have been looking for. It'll be interesting to see if if he goes with the three or does he leave one of them out, either Julian or Ayer. But um, nevertheless, that will be uh, an interesting decision that Neil Lennon will make once the games are back up again. As for Scotland this week, you know, again, you know, we always get into these games with great optimism, but uh, there's been such a long time, as Mark says, since we played. I just think we're in a complete guesswork here of how it's going to be. You know, no one can really say. I think we've had a a couple of games, or even even if the the, the domestic players have have had more games, but to be honest with you, it's a toss of the coin Yeah Shane Duffy is a Celtic player It's been rumbling on for a few weeks And he has finally put pen to paper He's a Celtic player on loan Until the end of the season If you have any thoughts on that I'm sure we'll get to it before the end of the show So get your calls in 01419511025 Or Twitter at Clyde SSB We did kick off the show with Shane Duffy last night So let's flip it on its head Let's kick off with Scotland I've already put a poll on Twitter Now Mark Guidi uh, Quite rightly mentions So many questions To be answered Ahead of the Scotland game On Friday uh, An interesting one Is in goal Who should start in goal I've already put a poll On Twitter At Clyde SSB um, Between the goalies That are in the squad John McLaughlin David Marshall Robbie McCrory So feel free We'd love as many of you To go and vote On that as possible But even better Why not pick up the phone And let us know What you think 0141 1025 The question's very simple What about the answer? Who should play in goals for Scotland on Friday? Rangers fans, you might have a bit of extra insight Because you've seen a lot of John McLaughlin this season And he's keeping Alan McGregor out of the team at present So has he done enough to start for Scotland? Or do you go with the tried and tested The experience of David Marshall? Let us know 01419511025 I must say Mark Guidi I heard that earlier on When you said about you know 11 months in Scotland played And I thought no, that, that, that cannot be right And I was Counting it back in my head Easy for me to remember Because uh, I was in hospital Getting yeah. my appendix out <laughs> Watching it on, on the laptop um, And I thought Oh my You know when I counted it back it is, It's 11 months And as Jim says So many Different 
Factors this time You know The English players Haven't played competitively The Scottish players Have a bit And Who knows what, How we go into this We're not in any sort of form Because we've not played Yeah um, it's, it's As Jim said It's a tough one to, to call But you know Given that it's, it's home advantage Given that we've beaten um, Israel before I'm not saying They're going to be easy Let's be honest I don't really think We know much about Israel They've got a new manager um, And you know Maybe The new manager's focus Is all about Being ready more For next month Um you know, playoff semi-final rather than for, for Friday night. But nonetheless, Scotland have got a job to do. The onus is in Scotland to take the game to Israel. The onus is in Steve Clark and his players to go and win the game, to put a marker down, to set them up uh, for the, the trip to the Czech Republic. But uh, there's no doubt that Steve Clark will know his team. But for us sitting out here, I think there's a there's a lot of... You know, the goalkeeper, for me, David Marshall plays and goals. I don't think there's, that there's any doubt. And that's not taking away the form of, of, of John McLaughlin Really good goalkeeper But I don't think that David If you flip it I don't think David Marshall Deserves to lose his place And if you look at Wigan's results Since the lockdown And even before the lockdown I know he's now at Derby County But he was getting clean sheet After clean sheet mm-hmm. After clean sheet As well So he's a top goalkeeper He's experienced If John McLaughlin was given the nod I don't have a problem with John McLaughlin at all But if you ask me who plays in goals I'll go with Marshall Tierney for me the, the I think you need to play If you can Play a back three And play Tierney in the back three To allow Andy Robertson to play on the left hand side Up nine uh, Up front number nine Lyndon Dykes I can't think of anybody um, Else And I think for one thing I know that Lyndon Dykes Has been saying all the right things And, I, and I'm, I don't doubt the boy But just get him playing Get him tied down Get the cap And take away any doubt at all That he could go to To Australia And in the middle of the pack Is where I think Our, our strongest mm. uh, Duffham have got Four or five really good options in there Yeah Midfield is, is very strong You know the, the strongest part And we know that That's been the case for a Couple of years, but it's getting the balance right. You know, sometimes they're a little bit similar in terms of uh, style. We obviously before, I mean, the last time he played, John McGinn was the guy that was straightening and scoring goals for us, and the, you know, he was he was tremendous. But um, yeah, I mean, there's so many so many aspects. I mean, I, I'm not sure whether London Dykes should start. I'm slightly different from Mark. I, I've already said I think it's a ph- phenomenal move for the boy to get to QPR for two million pounds or whatever, um, because really, you know, he's only really had one. True season, um, you know, and and he has a handful at times, but I think he's still got an awful lot to learn in terms of movement, link up mm-hmm. play, you know, fitting in with the, the the group of players that we currently have. Um, so for me, uh, you know, the international level has is a massive jump for him from where he's come from in the last few months, and I, and I'm not quite sure if he's ready for that. Okay, yet. lots of debates to be had. Mark Guidi's going for David Marshall in goal. Mm-hmm. Do you agree or? Would you go for John McLaughlin? You tell us 01419511025 David Marshall says he'll gladly take on the role of Robbie McCrory's mentor after his first call up to the senior squad The Derby Stoppers not concerned about fitness levels of the English-based players despite their lack of competitive action First time I've, I've kind of met him but he trained well this morning Obviously Craig's not been playing at Portsmouth so it's a chance for Robbie to come in say it's, it's good to see fresh faces come in Yeah, I think so As keepers you're training closely every day if Robbie ever needed to any help or advice of that obviously I'd, I'd be more than willing to help that um, it's good as I say we get a lot of time together as keepers so I know what it was like going back a good few years now coming in my first squad and I had uh, older keepers that helped me so if I can do it for Robbie it'd be, I'll, I'll certainly will The guys coming up from England that maybe haven't played as much football as the guys up here are you confident that they'll be up to speed for these games? I think it helps the season never finished we only had a two or three week break in between so personally myself I played a couple of pre-season friendlies the league starts a few days after the these games so fitness wise we're in a good place we might not be at match fitness but 
it's just a situation that's out with anybody's control. So I'm sure a lot of international teams will be feeling the same, but um, we'll be ready to go come come Friday night. Right, the tail of the tape, if you like. John McLaughlin's got two caps at the moment: a one-nil defeat to Mexico, a six-nil win against San Marino. He's got five clean sheets for Rangers this season, having come up from Sunderland. David Marshall, on the other hand, thirty-three caps. His last game for Wigan though was the 22nd of July And he has since moved to Derby So uh, quite simply, who should play? Who plays in goal? Let's start at the back, we'll build from there Who should play in goal for Scotland on Friday? You let us know 01419511025 um, The poll on Twitter already at Over 3,000 votes Good. And John McLaughlin's getting the nod at the moment 55%, yeah. 39% uh, say David Marshall So it is pretty tight um, now I'm pleased to say Andy uh, joins us on the line Andy's going to kick us off uh, on the lines this evening Andy's a keen Scotland fan also um, Runs the Hamden and Roar podcast as well Andy, good to have you on the line Let's kick off at the back This debate over the goalkeepers David Marshall, John McLaughlin Who would you go for? It's a tough one It, it really is For me, I think that Experience and know-how um, In the Scotland camp and set-up Is more important at the moment Than in match fitness McLaughlin's only got a few caps for Scotland Yes he's a great keeper and he's, he's been doing well For Rangers this season but Marshall At the moment for me I agree that, um, With the guys that he's the number one uh, For Scotland he's been capped I think 33-34 times He's been round the block with us and As one of the guys mentioned the clean sheets He was racking up at Wigan before The end of the season speak for themselves so I think That even though he's not played in Five or six weeks He's more than good enough To, to come in and do, and do the job Jim Duffy Who would you go for? Um, David Marshall clearly is, Has been Stevie Clark's Go-to guy He's played seven of Stevie Clark's Eight games in charge In fact John McLaughlin got the other one That San Marino game That I mentioned it, How how important is experience then? And Andy says you know Experience is more important For him than Match sharpness Would you go along? I think perhaps um, From outfield players The goalkeepers Are slightly different You know um, But uh, you know I think Stevie Clark, I, I think when you when you when you make somebody your number one, and he's clearly done that with David Marshall, and he hasn't done anything wrong, as Mark says, even though he hasn't played in the last few weeks, I, I can't see him changing that. I think you'll go with uh, not not just the experience, the knowledge, and working with the players in front of him, uh, and and whereas obviously John is just coming to the Rangers team there, I mean exceptional. You can't do any better than five clean sheets, you know. So, but um, it's good to have. Good competition, but no, for me it'll be David Marshall because I think the manager has quite clearly made him his number one, and, and and I don't see any reason not to continue that. I also think as well, Gordon, we know how it works, and you always get just wee clues, and the fact that um, Steve Clark has put David Marshall in front of the media um, yesterday to do the duties, I don't think that he would do that unless he was going to play, and I don't think I would. Well, certainly I would like to think that he wouldn't um, embarrass a senior pro. By putting him in front of the media to talk about the game and talk about mentoring young McCrory and then no play him on Friday night. I don't think you mm. would do that to a senior pro. So for me, it all points to David Marshall. I mean, Andy, and thinking back to Stevie Clark's previous games, bizarrely, even in amongst those heavy defeats to the likes of Belgium and Russia, David Marshall played pretty well in some of those games, didn't he? Marshall's a, a great goalie. I think he's he's reliable, um, he's a good shot stopper, he's commanding, he's good in his box. I totally Totally agree with uh, with Jim there that he's he's got to play. Um, it's McLaughlin has been doing great for Rangers, but Marshall has done nothing wrong, and I think every Scotland fan should have faith that he'll come in and, and be good. And I agree with Mark as well that there would be no point in putting him in front of the media just to drop him. Even if it's not about McLaughlin versus Marshall, then let's take McLaughlin on his own merits, Jim. 
He's keeping Alan McGregor out The Rangers team at the moment That surprise yeah, you, you know, Is it something you can see lasting Well I, 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 Again it's, it's one of those ones Where Alan McGregor is, You know I, I think most people thought It was maybe Stephen Gerrard's best signing Actually you know All the players that come in There's been an awful lot of players That have come into Rangers But Alan McGregor's been was sensational Particularly in Europe um, You know Over the last couple of seasons That he's been back so for someone uh, to keep, I know he was initially injured, um, but you know for someone uh, that, you know to continue in that form, yeah, I think it'd be difficult for Stephen Gerrard to change that just now. I and mean, I think even Alan McGregor, as much as he'll be hurting and desperate to get back in, would understand that. If you've <laughs> clean sheet after clean sheet and they're breaking, you know they've they've already match one record, looking to break it the next time they go, out, then and, and he's done absolutely nothing wrong. So it's a big decision to leave Alan McGregor out. Absolutely no doubt about that, and a tough decision, but. John McLaughlin will be sitting there and saying, "Listen, Gaffer, I'm keeping clean sheets. I want yeah. this. I want to keep this number one jersey." I'll try and word this carefully, Mark, because I suppose Scotland are, are still favourites, and we hope they do dominate the game, and, and we hope they limit Israel to to nothing or, or next to nothing. Does that side of it come into things? John McLaughlin's been good. He can't take anything away from him. He's made good saves when called upon this season. But naturally, playing for Rangers, you're not that busy. Let, let, let's be honest. Like I say, that's not a criticism of no, him. No. But they've defended well and he's not had a great deal to do. That's more about those isolated moments of concentration and, and c- yeah. coming to life. Um, is David Marshall a bit used, a bit more used to perhaps the, uh, the busier shifts that you can have in goals for Scotland sometimes? Yeah, yeah, and if you know, even for his club, but you know, Wigan. I mean, I felt ever so sorry for Wigan at the end of last season. You know, the you know they, they were in brilliant form um, after the turn of the year, and then lockdown came at the, at the wrong moment for them. But they managed to pick themselves up, and then the nine games post lockdown, you know, David Marshall got six. Um, clean sheets they, they, they scooshed their way towards something like 14th place and then the yeah, 12 point, about 10 penalty, point I think yeah. we're 10 points ahead when the penalty was, kicked was, in and it felt really sore so I said David Marshall's got himself a right mm-hmm. good move to, to, to Derby County so you'd expect him to be at the right end of the table um, in the new season but yeah um, John McLaughlin shows great uh, great levels of concentration as you say Gordon just to come in and out of games and, and he might only you know over the course of the five games he might only have made four or five saves the one but from was, it, was them, it from Sean know? Wants header at the weekend? Yeah, that's the one that yeah. springs to mind. You know, he's 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 doing that. So it's you know, and that's where you look at Barkas at Celtic. I think you know, he's, he's he did one or two saves to make, and he's not really made them. So you look at that. McLaughlin's been really good. If John McLaughlin got the nod on Friday night, I would not have a problem with it. But like I said, John McLaughlin's been in really good form. But so has David Marshall And I don't think he deserves yeah. to be left out Andy We could go round all the various questions until midnight So a, a sort of whistle stop tour of them What do we do in front of that? You know if we've got the age old Tierney Robertson debate We've got back four, back three The midfield's pretty congested yeah. quality wise And who on earth leads the line? Back four uh, for me I don't think Steve Clark will experiment and play a, a back three I think he's quite set in his ways that way I've got full trust in Tierney I think most people would in playing him as part of a central defensive pairing uh, for me that would be alongside Cooper Tierney's done it um, in a more central position for Arsenal albeit as a back three but I think he can do that in a pairing um, he's also played there for Scotland before uh, in between the managers in a friendly against Holland and he was great he captained us that night um, so no issues with Tierney playing there I'm more comfortable with him being on the left side of centre back rather than, rather than on right back where he's forced to use his right foot more and rampage forward on that side um, I think that yeah, Tierney will play absolutely certain but I don't think Clark will switch to a back three no 
Uh, up front is it we, we put a poll on Twitter last night Andy and lots of people replying simply well Lyndon Dykes is the only striker so you, you need to play him up front is it as simple as that? Uh, after McBurney's withdrawal I think Dykes will play yeah Patterson is doing fine down at Cardiff and I, I do think it is a bit early for Dykes I'm not sure that he's a Scotland level striker at the moment it just comes down to the fact that we don't have many other options so he is a Scotland level striker It's it's a strange one um, if he does well at QPR and does well for us in these two fixtures, then he may well grab the number nine jersey because it's very much up for grabs at the moment with, with Griffiths not being involved, Shankland injured, McBurney not in the squad. So he's got an opportunity that's there for him to take. Big thanks to Andy on the line 01419511025 to join the discussion. You can vote in the poll on Twitter, but even better, come on here, let us know who you're playing in goals. That's the main debate to kick us off tonight. Is it David Marshall? Is it John McLaughlin? Rangers fans, you've had a good old look at John McLaughlin this season. How impressed have you been? Give us a call or send us a tweet. Now, you may remember yesterday there was a bit of a drama, not like us, in Scottish football started when Ollie McBurney appeared on the pitch for Sheffield United. He was withdrawn from the Scotland squad injured. He then played for Sheffield United yesterday, which raised a few eyebrows. The striker has broken his silence on the matter, and I'll tell you what he had to say next. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Guidi and Jim Duffy here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. It's 0141-951-1025. And it's at Clyde SSB on Twitter. We're having a bit of a debate going here about who should play in goal for Scotland. Um, lots of people... On Twitter saying John McLaughlin He's he's leading our poll at Clyde SSB The guys um, so far think it's it's more David Marshall's position at the moment Alfie West says clearly McLaughlin should start He's getting clean sheet after clean sheet uh, Whereas when was the last time Marshall played a game? I think it was the 22nd of July So uh, a while ago but not too long ago If that makes sense Let's bring in Michael uh, Who's a Rangers fan in Kirk and Tillock What have you made of John McLaughlin this season Michael? Has he done enough to start for Scotland? Yeah, I think he's done enough. As, as Mark was saying, we playing the Rangers, he might not be busy. And every time he's had a save to make, he's, he's made that save, if you know what I mean. So it shows he's got like, really impressive con- concentration skills. Yeah, Has he surprised you, Michael? Because um, I think most people expected him to be very much number two to Alan McGregor. He, he seems to have taken his chance at the moment. Well, I wouldn't say he surprised me. As in being a good keeper Like we all know he's a good keeper What surprised me is the fact He's keeping Alan McGregor out of the team If you're keeping McGregor out of the team You're, you're doing something right mm-hmm. Yeah I mean goal, Managers always say this Jim Because it's Well it's, it's respectful And it's right as well Keep them both hungry But you know Stephen Gerrard's spoken in the past about Oh you know that they're two number ones anyway Fine You, you respect that But everyone knows that Well at the start of the season McGregor was Was, yeah. was the number one But fair play to John McLaughlin He doesn't look like he's wanting to Give it up easily I think some you can you can change uh, Gordon. You know you can you can look at um, a a goalkeeper. It doesn't matter a goalkeeper any player, but let's we're talking about the goalkeepers, and you can look at that, and then you get someone in to think I, I want really somebody to throw the gauntlet down to this guy here. You know I don't want somebody coming accepting that you know I'm going to be the backup, and uh, it looks as if John McLaughlin's that type of guy. Now as I said, you need a wee break. You always need a wee break, and if you get an injury to the goalkeeper, you've got to go in. But once you go in. You know, so I I I, I think that uh, over the last couple of years there was absolutely no question that Alan McGregor was number one, but perhaps hmm. he, you know that um, Stephen Gerrard just thought, no, listen, it's one area that I don't have true competition for, and and I really want I want to make someone you know it doesn't matter whether it's Alan McGregor 
or John McLaughlin but either way it's worked so far it's worked uh, as I said then I'll be up to I'll be up to Alan McGregor to show the right attitude to try and make sure that if an opportunity comes along his way that uh, he, he mm-hmm. keeps John McLaughlin out and if you've got two goalkeepers of that quality you've got to be absolutely delighted if you're Stephen Gerrard but it has a hard as a difficult decision there's no question about that Hearts never replaced John McLaughlin no. that's one of the reasons they're relegated yeah. that's one of the a big reason that you'd have to say yeah, that's yeah. one of the reasons 100%. why they, they're playing in the championship because John McLaughlin was absolutely solid and Joel Pereira was not and Joel <laughs> Pereira and, and the other <laughs> to five be or six keepers that they tried um, and you look at it with a really good season at Sunderland. I'm sure Jack Ross signed them for mm-hmm. Sunderland. Yeah. Really good season. So he's a solid goalkeeper. And, and the question that keeps coming up that you asked to Michael there: Does John McLaughlin deserve to play for Scotland Friday night? The answer is yes. But the same question: Does David Marshall deserve to be dropped? The yeah. answer is no. So therefore, there's merit in both. But I think when loyalty comes into it, I think David Marshall's the man. Michael, I've seen it said um, that obviously Alan McGregor. Remains an outstanding shot stopper I've seen it said from some Rangers fans They think John McLaughlin's a little bit more comfortable With the ball at his feet Is that fair? I, I would say a bit Sometimes you can tell when McGregor plays He doesn't like getting the ball at his feet But McLaughlin seems a bit more comfortable with it. When kicking, If you pass it back to him You can, you can play it about But I would rather just punt it away anyway <laughs> So I'm I'm surprised at that I've never ever noticed Alan McGregor looking Mm. uncomfortable with the ball That's the thing It wasn't meant to be a criticism of that I just even if it's five percent, ten percent more in in McLaughlin's favour, it was just that it was someone was speaking to me earlier. Some goals you look at, you can tell why ball at his feet. He's not trying to avoid. But McGregor, he's an outstanding goalie. I think he's the best. In fact, he is the best in the country uh, for me, and 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 has been for a for a while. But. I've never ever noticed no, Like I said Wes Fodderingham was really good With the ball at his feet yeah. And that didn't get him An automatic And even when yeah. he went in He rarely let Rangers down In fact yeah. When McGregor was signed A lot of people were thinking mm-hmm. well, We don't really need a goalie Shot stopping you know? Still king It always but, will be But McGregor as I said he's, he's got that presence He's got that kind of If you want to call it the You know he demands You know He puts demands On his defenders You see him He gets angry You know He gets frustrated Because he hates losing goals He's, he's, a, he's a bad loser Which you want in your team But um Again, I don't really see a big issue as you say. There might be a slight, a slight, uh, you know, better, uh, you know, with the ball at his feet, John McLaughlin. But I have to be honest, I haven't seen enough Rangers games over the ninety minutes. I've seen a couple of ninety minutes, and I've seen a few highlights, but I've not seen enough to to, to say whether that would be the case or not. How long do you think he'll stay in for Rangers, Michael? Do you think you know, with eventually when a Celtic game approaches, does it change before that, or is it his until he makes a mistake? Well. I think what might depend is if McLaughlin plays for Scotland or not because if McLaughlin doesn't play he would have went a couple of weeks without playing so then it would just be the week up build up and training mm. who's performed better but if McLaughlin plays for Scotland for me I think he should continue playing because obviously he'll be more match sharp than McGregor because he's not played what, since the start of August roughly I would uh, say yeah. whoever plays whoever Stephen Gerrard starts against Dundee United um, a week on Saturday it's the United at Ibrox is that right? Mm. I think it is yeah, 12. 12th um, that's the Rangers number one goalkeeper Because if you're going you, to make a change You, you would make the change okay. then So I think have a start soon Interesting points Michael and Kirk and Tillich Thank you so much for getting in touch Hopefully we'll catch up with you soon Westall is on Twitter though saying Marshall and goal It's got to be a back three So Tierney can play with Robertson up front Big Dykes I think he would handle the pressure Of international football Right uh, Just before the break We told you about 
What's his name? Oh, he slipped, oh, Burnley. I don't know why he slipped my mind there. Um, I was reading too many names at once. Now, let me just recap the story because he was withdrawn from the Scotland squad injury. That, that was the, the sort of reason. Eyebrows were then raised when he turned out for Sheffield United in a friendly yesterday. Chris Wilder and Stevie Clark came out last night, no problem with it. And now, Ollie McBurney has issued a, issued a statement. It sounds very official. He's put something on Twitter, right? But that's issued a statement nowadays because he's even gone to the trouble of typing it out in his notes. And he signed it Ollie So that's a statement As far as I'm concerned Right um, He says Nobody's more frustrated than me At having to withdraw um, I feel it's important I explain it too The reality is I haven't been able to train For the last two weeks Due to a cut in my foot That became infected Given that pre-season Coincides with the Nations League um, The last thing I wanted to do Was let myself or my country down I was ready And willing to give it my best But both managers Probably rightly Took the decision Out of my hands Playing a bit longer than I expected in a friendly Is a different world to an international double header But I get how some people perceive it I'll be supporting my teammates from home And putting in the work to get fit for October Stay safe and see you soon What do you think? Well, you said the eyebrows are raised I think it's a Carlo Ancelotti eyebrow uh, Because You're still not having it? No But, you know, listen The, the managers, you know can, can obviously make the decisions And, you know You can't dispute what, uh, what uh, Ollie McBurney says That's what you said That's why I can't say him you know, making it up because obviously Stevie Clark, or, uh, you know, you, you know, they, they could, they could, they could come out and, and contradict that. But for me, we don't have any strikers. So twenty minutes, half an hour, you know, he must be able to to play at that. He's already played for. I understand it isn't there preseason friendly, but if we are nil nil or one nil down or whatever it happens to be, we half an hour to go. How do we change it? Who do we put on? To maybe try and get as a goal He's a £20 million Premier League striker So for me He has to be in the squad Let the medical staff Look at him Assess him You know Get him training If you're not going to start him Give him a little bit of extra fitness But I think he has to be in the squad He has to be on the bench And if we need him Then you throw him on He's not He's not. A, I know he does work hard But you're looking for him To be in, in and around the penalty box And you'd like to think If we were needing a goal With 20 minutes to go We'd be piling the pressure on You're not chasing yeah. Defenders or full backs Back the pitch You know you say Stay up there Getting around the box So no I think he has to be in the squad I, I, I would uh, agree I mean uh, I would even think Well why not even Let him be with his club As has been the case The past few days Get some minutes under his belt As was the case yesterday And join up with the squad today um, Do that today You'll do your shape You'll do your final prep tomorrow I'm not saying startling But like like Jim said If you need him for 20 minutes And he's right mm. It is a big step up But we're not looking ahead To the Czech Republic game We're only talking about the here and now And Friday night at Hamden And I would say I would have had him in the, Back with the Scotland squad today And there if needed To come on for that last 20 minutes For sure that, that, That's fine but, but he says And again we you have to take someone at face value He says he was ready and willing to do that Presumably But Stevie Clark and Chris Wilder have decided well, I, 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 would, I would have had a, a, another conversation um, today between the two managers. Like, how is he? What kind of reaction mm-hmm. has there been? Can we bring Because even Sheffield now say, well, if you join up the national team, we're not, we're not saying he's going to wait the Czech Republic. But if he's going to be here for three days, a chance to play, that will give him a lift ahead of being uh, the big kickoff for Sheffield United uh, next weekend. So, look, I'm not. I don't. I don't doubt Steve Clark for a minute, a man of integrity and a top manager. But just me personally, I would push. To have Ollie McBurney mm. uh, involved Providing there's not been any negative reaction yeah. to him playing I, su- I suppose what I'm getting at Jim Is it's mm-hmm. it's worth at times bearing in mind We often jump to the conclusion And people are desperate to sort of Criticise the player mm-hmm. or, or slag the player off Or say that the player doesn't have the commitment mm-hmm. But it, 
Whether we like it or not We do live in a different era Where the clubs have got Extraordinary power And there's huge mm. money up for grabs And they tend to have A lot more influence Than they maybe did 15-20 years ago Yeah I mean we don't know for sure but we're, we're only second guessing here Maybe Chris Wilder Had phoned Stevie Clark so like, I don't think he's quite ready Yeah well and the manager said that last night So we, you, you know, know That's on the record from yeah. them both So you know that, that, that might be But as I said I think if we've got A plethora of strikers then you might well go okay. That's fine. You know, stay there. You know, get get ready, and then next time around, then um, you know we'll see if you're you're going to be selected. But we don't. You know, we, we've got you know obviously Lee Griffiths and and Shankland out missing and stuff like that. So we don't have mm. a lot of options. So for me, I'm with Mark. I would have I would have had them in the squad, and I still think that players can sometimes. I'm not I'm not saying they can demand, but they can they can you know they can really say no. I'd really like to be there. I really want to be there, and go to Chris Wilde and say look. I, I I I would love to be there. I, I feel it's important to be there, and I think when you when you emphasise that, and if you did emphasise that, you know, Steve, you then put the onus on Chris Wilder to come out and say, no, listen, the player was at my door, was rattling my door, but I just said no because he's your player, and I don't think he's ready to go. Uh, Mark, and maybe not even here, just in a, on a more general point. I feel like we, we get very uh, there's a sort of mob mentality, social media. Plays a part in that And we're always desperate To vilify players I just think it's important To to accept that There might be a bit more to it Yeah I, Listen look I'm not What I'm saying I, I'm just You know Part of it Wishful thinking I'm not privy to all the Behind the scenes Conversations that are taking place And, and sometimes You don't get the full story uh, Gordon you know to, to protect Certain people And I get that Sometimes you'll have An off the record uh, Briefing uh, Just to you know Give a clearer picture From the one that's put out uh, in public, so not uh, in no way, shape, or form. Am I criticising Ollie McBurney? No way, shape, or form. Am I having a go at Stevie Clark? Oh, I'm saying an ideal world. I would like to think the situation would be explored to say, can he join up with us today or tomorrow, mm-hmm. just in case we need him for 20 minutes on Friday night. All right, James Forrest says Celtic teammates near Beaton and Hatem Abdelhamed have been trying to wind up the Scottish contingent ahead of Friday night, but Forrest says they're desperate to get one over on the Israeli duo. Yeah, and no, obviously him he, he missed the, the, the two Scotland-Israel games before, and they, I think he was a bit gutted with that because he's, he's been in Scotland for so long. So no, he, he's been buzzing the, the last couple of weeks to, to come up against Scotland, and uh, no, it's he, no, he's a, he's a good player, and, and they've got a lot of good players as well. So uh, no, it will be it will be a hard game, but what uh, one we're looking forward to. I think him and uh, El Hamed, like both of them, like they did, they missed it, the games before. So as I said, like I, they've been on all the boys, and they're desperate to get one against Scotland. So so hopefully we can uh, we can make sure that doesn't happen. Does James Forrest play for you, Jim? Yeah, I mean, again, you said before, you know that um, it, it depends on the shape. You know, I know he can play as, as a wing back, and Matt was talking earlier on about the right backs that I said she's for Scotland just now. If he goes with wing backs, yeah, he would definitely play. I think as as, as the wide right. If he goes in a in a kind of four three three or whatever it happens to be, man, who's obviously got options and depending on that. But yeah, I think again because he's a goal threat. You know, as I say, he scores goals, and you know, again, uh, last week, um, you know, he scored scoring for Celtic and. You know, he's just he's just one of these players that I said we understand because on this program many many times he, he divides opinion, but uh, I think that uh, this where, where we're at the moment, the amount of games he's had, you know, I think he's on decent form. I don't think he's in exceptional form, but I think he's on decent form. Um, then yeah, I would probably have him have him in the team. It's always the way with international football, Mark. But you know, you can only moan about it so much because you you know you're. You have to move forward with the players that you've got But when we talk about 
you know the strikers all the McBurney pulled out Lee Griffiths is, is not there Stephen Naismith can't join because he's well he's not played yet for Hearts this season um, Ryan Fraser has not been a footballer for the last few months because of his contractual situation at Bournemouth so it's hard enough at the best of times without being so restricted as well by who you can call upon yeah and with the greatest respect to Israel I'm just glad it's that kind of calibre of opponent for, for Steve Clark's first game back at Hamden in the opening game of the or the Nations League <clears throat> and you know the chance to try and build something ahead of the, the playoff uh, semi-final um, next month so you know regardless of everything that you've pointed out there Gordon and it's accurate and it's frustrating the bodies that, that aren't there with the squad just now I think there should still be enough to go and win the game on Friday night 01419511025 that's the number to get in touch and it's the perfect time to call because we're going to get some travel with Stephen which means we could be speaking to you next This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Guidi's here Jim Duffy is alongside him and they're waiting for you to get in touch 01419511025 here until 8 o'clock don't forget the big club news today is that Shane Duffy's signed for Celtic so we'll hear from him after 7 o'clock let's carry on in the phones though Craig is a Rangers fan on the line so he'll have Seen John McLaughlin a lot this season. Who starts in goal for Scotland on Friday, Craig? He's doing gents. But listen, for me, I think it's got to be John McLaughlin. Um, you know, I, I, I have no issue with David Marshall. I think David Marshall's a, a great goalkeeper. He's been solid enough in the, the last couple of performances that he, he did play for Scotland. But, you know, when you look at how McLaughlin has done at Rangers, I mean, it just literally just broke. A record for starting the season with the most amount of clean sheets, um, you know. So he will be on an absolute high. You know, he he'll be full of momentum um, and will be desperate to to play. I'm, I'm not saying that Marshall won't. He probably will be as well. But again, I feel the Gawker might even be more match fit than Marshall as well. Um, but I think generally, you know, I mean, look at the guy he's keeping out of goals for Rangers. He's keeping out the guy who was. Scotland's number one, um, you know, up until he retired, and obviously, sort of Marshall's kind of took over from there. So um, it, it shows you the kind of faith at club level, certainly that Stephen Gerrard's got him. Whether Stevie Clark has got the same faith in him, who knows? Um, you know, I wouldn't be, you know, it wouldn't be a game ender if David Marshall started. Don't get me wrong. I just feel McLaughlin absolutely deserves to get his his chance and his, his first real cap. People know. People know Craig That the John McLaughlin's Kept the clean sheets You can see that from the outside It's it's a great start to the season Defensively But you'll have watched him A bit closer then What what, what have you noticed What's jumped out at you It is safe to say And again Not a criticism of him He's not had That much to do Has he? Well He's not But then the thing That, that jumps out at me Because you, I mean you're right I think a lot of the Credit for the Rangers Clean sheets Obviously come for how, how good We've been defensively But actually um you know, it's not like he's had nothing to do because when he has been pulled upon, he's you know he's done exactly what he needed to do. He's, he's making the saves you'd expect him to save, but it's one of those situations where quite a lot last season, you know, there was a lot of talk about how Rangers were reliant on Aaron McGregor pulling off wonder saves at times, and you know when you've got a keeper like that behind you, you don't worry as much in in terms of if there's a defensive error because you feel he's cap- the keeper is then capable of bailing you. For me, any time when I've watched Rangers and I've watched pretty much every game this season, when he's been called upon, when the questions have been asked, he's been there. There's not been many defensive mistakes for him to cover, but when he's had to do it, he's done it. 
and, and he's done it looking pretty comfortable as well. It's not like he's looked shaky at times either. So um, for me, it's it's personally a, a, a no-brainer. Um, I'd be more comfortable with him behind that back four because I know the Scotland defence is capable of mistakes, and you need somebody who's going to be able to bail you out if, mm. if and when you do. How much does how much do you think tried and tested comes into it, Craig? Because you know that's just. Something that, that John McLaughlin can't compete with You know, he is in very good form um, But David Marshall's got 33 caps And he's played 7 out of Stevie Clark's 8 games in charge Do you think there's enough there to, for, for, for Stevie Clark to take that decision and change it? Well, I, I think there is I mean, you need to remember Everybody um, at the national level starts somewhere I mean, you know, the last two main number one goalkeepers We've had Alan McGregor and Craig Gordon At one point themselves had to start um, you know, getting a cap in front of somebody who had obviously been more experienced and I think experience does count for something but for me if you're going to pick John McLaughlin you're playing a team like Israel um, who did prove a tougher test than they should have done 11 months ago um, but again should be able to, to see through that so I don't see why you pick him in the, the squad if, if there's no intention to play him when he's in the kind of form he's on. I mean, we know through history that form doesn't always matter when it comes to putting on a Scotland shirt. I mean, you were talking about McBurnley there. He's been useless for Scotland and yet he repeatedly gets picked. So I think sometimes it's, it's nice to see a change and see somebody new who you know is capable because McLaughlin might not have had international caps, but he's an experienced goalkeeper. Mm. Um, he was great for Hearts. Why they let him go is a mystery. I agree with what the guy said about that. That was the reason they got relegated for me. Um but, and he done okay when he went down south as well. So, yeah, he's not experienced at a national level, but it doesn't mean he's lacking any experience in, in big games either. All right, it's Craig. Hard, it's hard to argue with what Craig says in terms of all the points he makes about John McLaughlin. I agree with his form, his ability, his levels of concentration, the heart stuff as well. But, but you need to flip that in the interest of fairness. What has David Marshall done to merit being dropped? Mm-hmm. As you know, in, so he's the man with the gloves at the yeah, moment Yeah and as much as John McLaughlin's in, in, in great form and, and all the clean sheets Can't deny that it, it, It's it's top stuff But let's say that Does does that merit David Marshall being, being dropped? Because you look at David Marshall's Albeit he's, he's, he's a month behind um, John John McLaughlin But you look at David Marshall's record at Wigan um, T- A team who were up against yeah, it all Six the clean sheets out, out, out of nine so I get John Lawton, the way I would look at it, for me, it, it, it's David Marshall. He doesn't deserve to be dropped. If he makes a mistake on Friday night, then what you can say is, well, we've got a right good number two ready to step in. Go, go and give John McLaughlin mm-hmm. a game. But can I don't it, think David Marshall deserves can to I be play dropped. Devil's Advocate a wee bit, Matt. You know, so you're saying there that um, you know, he doesn't deserve it. In the past, but in terms of just making a decision who's your best, because Alan McGregor certainly doesn't deserve to be left out of the Rangers team yeah. for his performance the last yeah. couple of years. Wes, Wes Fotheringham before that Was one of Rangers most consistent players But Alan McGee So sometimes You've just got to think This guy's better You know mm-hmm. and, and, and and as much loyalty as, as you like If a guy is In your eyes as a manager Is better or more suited To the way you want to play mm-hmm. You know some some You see obviously A lot of modern goalkeepers Now playing 20-25 yards Like, like Manuel Neuer Out his box Because the Bayern Munich Are away up at the The halfway line And so he might He might suit the way uh, A certain manager Wants to play So for me You know The, the decision would be and To Stevie Clark Is John McLaughlin Better than David Marshall And and, and if, he, if he does think he is Then he goes in Yeah oh, I, I would agree with that as well But He's put David Marshall Up in front of the media And I think if you do that 
Then you don't play him I think you're embarrassing A senior player Alright thank you Craig On the line Let's speak to William Who's also calling in this evening William what have you got for us? How you doing guys? It's just about the Scotland team uh, For me The McBurney situation I mean I don't watch The English game uh, I've not watched it For about six years So I don't I I, I mean Somebody pays 20 million For McBurney I, I mean I've, I've only watched them For Scotland and for me running about uh, keeping defenders busy isn't he what a striker's about uh, what a striker's about is putting the ball in the back of the net you know so for me I don't get the big the big uh, deal about McBurney and it also what it does is it gives uh, uh, the guy the boy Dykes a, a, a chance you know I mean it gives him a chance to step into his shoes and prove himself and for me the biggest problem I don't think it's even the goalkeeper problem I mean you could maybe look at it and say the English space players are maybe a wee bit more after than the Scottish space players, but I mean I'm no privy to what Steve Clark sees in his training sessions, you know what I mean? But for me the the middle of the park and getting the balance right with the talent that we've got in the middle of the park is gonna be uh, the, the biggest decision for Steve Clark. You know what I mean fitting all the players into the middle of the park for me is gonna be is really hard and getting the balance right is is, is Steve Clark's job You know And for me That's where, where the problem lies mm-hmm. I don't know what the guy's thinking of Yeah I agree with you William And no matter what players He chooses in there There's going to be People with a different opinion You know So you know You see McGinn McGregor McTominay Ryan Jack Ryan Christie You know Stuart Armstrong Stuart Armstrong You know You've got so Fleck, many you know, Fleck, yeah, John Fleck You know There's so many Talented players in there and all playing at a really good level, you know, all playing yeah. at a high level with big clubs and you know and, 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 and important players for their clubs as well. You know, I mean they're not they're not they're not bit part players. Um, you know, somebody like Stuart Armstrong had an unbelievable Finished transformation. An unbelievable he? transformation mm. in the second half of the season. Um, you know, so uh, you know, it was it's so difficult, but bottom line is you could probably play three, maybe four. Depend if you want Three to Three out of seven duff, yeah. Probably it's great. So four Maybe left one out. behind a striker If you wanted to add an extra one And generally speaking You want to play a holding midfielder If you're a, if you're, if you're a Rangers fan or, or you know Over the last few years You'd probably think Ryan Jack You know has been immense For Rangers in that role as well If you're looking at the Maybe say well McTominay's now Out in Manchester Or has been out The last couple of months he Still had a decent season yeah. Didn't he Yeah But he's playing for Manchester United In mm-hmm. English Premier League And so there's so many You know uh, Decisions again And I suppose Arguments for want of a better phrase um, That you could have And, and you could You could rightfully justify Just about any of these guys yeah. To come in This is where international but a manager has to just Pick Yeah The guys he thinks Are the right guys For this particular game It might be a completely Different three plays in the next game mm-hmm. and, and and you couldn't criticise that yeah. Because they're all top players William this is where International management Must be really difficult Because Managers sometimes Like to be loyal They like to, to pick guys Who've done a job for them Take Ryan Jack for instance he, he played the last couple of games For Scotland Stevie Clark was delighted But it was 11 months ago William how do you think You balance it up Between you know Picking guys that did a good job For you the last time But also acknowledging That it was nearly a year ago And you might have to Take other things into account I think that's important because, I mean, they must, if you see them in training, I mean, even if the English space players are coming up and they maybe look a wee bit more effort than the Scottish space players, I mean, I, I mean, you've got to look at the players in training and see see and see what kind of... And I, I don't think it's due to confidence or, or, or how they're playing for their clubs. I think it's how they play uh, under Steve Clark that Steve Clark should be judging them on. You know, I don't... 
I mean, if, if, Ryan, if Ryan Jack's played the last two competitive matches, surely he'll be looking at Ryan Jack again, you know? I mean, I, I, I mean, if English base players like McTominay and guys like that are, are maybe a wee bit off it, but still look, still look as if they could play, then I think it's up to Steve Clark, you know? I think, uh, am I right in saying that Forrest scored a hat-trick against the... Yeah. Is he, or is that... Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's hard to... I mean, how, how, can, you, how can you drop... How can you drop uh, Forrest at the team if he scored a hat trick against Ipswich? Uh, sorry, uh, Israel. Israel. <laughs> I think. I mean, I think it'd be really hard. I think it'd be really hard to to drop. Mm. E- e- even Forrest, do you know what I mean? Yeah, that then that is what's tough because again, yeah, you're right, he did, and, and brilliant, he was great on the night, but it, but it was ages ago, so it All must right. be hard. Good job, it's Noz that's making the decision. Thank you very much. That was William on the line. Takes us up nicely to this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online. The Scottish Sun. slash football. Still plenty of time to get your Scotland calls in, but Shane Duffy's a Celtic player as well officially now. Uh, so let us know what you make of that signing. Before we do that, though. It's beat the pundit time You can win a signed ball You can get the bragging rights You can get one over in Mark or Jim But only if you call 0141 951 1025 And only if you call it before 7 o'clock Tackle the headlines 0141 951 1025 Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi here with me, Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard We kicked off with a bit of a debate about the goalkeeping situation for Scotland Who plays, John McLaughlin or David Marshall So many of you having your say literally thousands and thousands uh, on Twitter um, So we'll keep an eye on that as the evening progresses Still time to have your say uh, What about Shane Duffy though? He has now signed for Celtic on loan till the end of the season We're going to hear from him And hopefully we'll hear from you on that subject after this Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Beat the Pundit time Let's meet tonight's contestant Alistair uh, He's from Greenock He's a Morton fan How's it going Alistair? I'm not bad guys yourself Not too bad at all You must be chomping at the bit to get some football back Alistair The Premiership's been lucky Managed to return You must be desperate for the Championship to resume It'll be interesting. I I can't. I've been watching the SPL. It's, it's kept us going, eh? So hopefully get back to the championship soon. High hopes for Morton this season. Eh, maybe top, punching top four would be good. I think. I think we've got a, a good squad, good players. So fingers crossed. Ah, Jim Duffy, you've heard those expectations before, haven't you? Yeah, there's nothing matter with expectations. Absolutely. You know, Aim just high. Uh, go for it. You know, I mean, I think... does everyone kind of feel that they can make the the playoffs in the championship? Maybe bar the odd. I think everyone will look at Hearts, of course, yeah, and then yeah. think that they should be, you know, winning the, winning the league. But um, I think that everyone else always believes that it's a very, very open league, and uh, you know that you, if you get on a, a on a wee run, there's a, there's a, there's a chance. And I'm, and I'm sure David Hopkins, you know, you know, Hopkins will be thinking the same of of Morton, and, and a lot of the, the Morton fans will expect that to certainly be up there challenging. That's for sure. Playoffs would be great, Alistair. Not quite as good as a sign ball on beat the pundit, but that's fine. There's not much in it. I'll toss the coin and see who you're up against. Heads, it's Mark Tails, it is Jim, and it is heads. Mark Guidi up against Alistair from Greenock. So I'll get Mark to put his headphones on properly. I'll give him some Clyde Two to listen to Alistair just so that he can't steal your answers. And uh, just in case you don't know the rules But I'm sure you do 30 seconds on the clock Answer as many questions right as you can And just pass it if you don't know Okay? Yeah, that's fine Good man 30 seconds Your time starts now Who scored for Celtic against Ferenc Varos last week? Forest. Name any of the sides in Scotland's Nations League group 
Israel Which side did Rangers sign Lee Wallace from? Hearts Who was the last Scottish player to win the Champions League? Andy Robertson How many goals has Chris Boyd scored against Celtic? Uh, four Who was the top Scottish scorer in the English Premier League last season? Uh, McGinn Where was Scotland striker Lyndon Dykes born? Which country? Australia Okay uh, Let's bring Mark Guidi back Mark can yep. you hear us? Got you Gordon okay, Same set of questions to you 30 seconds on the clock And your time starts now Who scored for Celtic against Ferenc Varos last week? I can't remember Name any of the sides in Scotland's Nations League group uh, Israel Which side did Rangers sign Lee Wallace from? Uh, Hearts Who was the last Scottish player to win the Champions League? Uh, Andy Robertson How many goals has Chris Boyd scored against Celtic? Uh, one Who was the Scottish top scorer in the English Premier League last season? Uh, John McGinn Where was Scotland striker Lyndon Dykes born? Australia Who is the current record signing for a British team? Current record signing for a British team? Mm, yeah uh, Paul Pogba Okay, okay uh, Alistair, what do you think? How did that go? I think you got me on getting that last question Yeah, maybe there was a few that you answered similar Let's find out who scored for Celtic against Ferenc Varus It was Ryan Christie <laughs> And none of you got it right Nil-nil to start Name any of the sides in Scotland's Nations League group You had the choice of Slovakia, Czech Republic Or indeed Israel Both of you went Israel So it is one all Lee Wallace signed to Rangers from Hearts Two all The last Scottish player to win the Champions League Andy Robertson uh, Did you said? Did you say that Alistair? Aye. Yeah I thought Aye. you did I assumed you did I just hadn't written it down uh, Three all Good good game so far Good game How good many game, goals has Chris mm. Boyd Scored against Celtic It's one mm. uh, Mark Weedy gets that right So 4-3 Who was the top Scottish scorer In the English Premier League Last season You had the choice Of Ollie McBurney Or John Fleck oh. I thought it was Ollie McBurney I think Is that right yeah, so it's um they were they were they were tied on it. None of you got it right. Who? Where was Lyndon Dykes born? Australia. You both got it. So I think you know your time is up. Alistair Mark has Aye. got one up on you, and he did rub a bit of salt in the wounds. Paul Pogba, just the eighty nine million UV to Man United. So Alistair, that was not too bad at all. A four for you, but it was a six for Mark with the headlines. Well played, Mark. Yeah, well, well played. done, Alistair. That was a good one. Enjoyed that. Well yeah, done. I like that six four. Good good performances from both. Um, just a couple couple of. Fine margins, as they say. Thank you to Alistair. Your chance to beat the pundit back at the same time tomorrow night. In the meantime, 0141-951-1025 to join us on the phones. What do you make of the signing of Shane Duffy? He says he wants to become a history maker after fulfilling his boyhood dream of signing for Celtic. It's a season-long loan from Brighton. Now, at the moment, he's away with the Ireland squad. He's going to join up after the international break and he's been speaking about the move to the Football Association of Ireland. It's took a little little while to get to get it done, but uh over the moon of course it's something that I've always I've always dreamed of doing and to get the chance in the club they want me is, is a special moment for me and I'm just really excited to go up there now, get going and I don't need a reason to go to Celtic but uh if there's ever a reason it's it's this year to make history and Something I've been following closely all over through the years anyway and hoping they would get it every year. So now to be a chance to be a part of it is, is a huge honour, but obviously there's a lot of work to do and a lot of hard work to, to get that 10 in a row. So uh, I know the fans are optimistic and, and I am as well going there. So as I said, we've got to do the hard work and, and hopefully the rewards at the end. 
Lots of talk about Shane Duffy on this show in recent days We had the, the Brighton correspondent from The Athletic on last night Previewing it, we thought it was going to go over the line yesterday Today is the day, Mark Weedy What did you make of it as a signing? First of all, you can hear in his interview there How you know pleased he is to be joining Celtic How much he wanted it And I think that's a big thing you know, Particularly in this day and age Make no mistake, Shane Duffy really pushed it at his end To make this deal happen Celtic got it at their end but Shane Duffy really had to push it because it was probably more attractive offers for Brighton um, in terms of West Ham and, and, and West Brom. And maybe the boy could have earned more money going, I don't know, but perhaps he could have, probably could have, with it being the, the Premiership. So he's really pushed it. He just wanted to play for Celtic, wants to be part of the push for 10 in a row and, and whatever else uh, uh, may happen this season. And on a footballing point of view, he, I think, is exactly the kind of player that Celtic need. No nonsense Whoever the number 9 is in the opposition pitch You ain't scoring today I'm right on you And you're no scoring I'm no born about silky football If I have to rose edit I'll rose edit But the number 9 ain't scoring mm. And at the other end of the pitch He's a big threat at set pieces as well Yeah Jim Duffy again mm. when, when we spoke to the correspondent from The Athletic last night He was saying it's by no means that Shane Duffy is bad on the ball He just mm. wasn't quite as good as the other two And he's a defender first and foremost yeah. How do you see him fitting in? Yeah again We spoke earlier on about styles And styles that suit certain managers And they maybe didn't suit uh, You know um, Playing all the time at, at Brighton You know if, if that's the way they want to play They want to split the centre backs And, and, and build, build for the back Celtic still will do that And he is decent on the ball But he is a more natural defender I think he's 28 years of age So you know from plenty in the tank but it's really as, as he said there in his interview it's all about this one season really you know you can't look too far uh, beyond that um, I think there was a few people panicking because I had a couple of texts when I was seen the headline saying Duffy set for Celtic <laughs> I think there was like, a, few, a few people oh no but uh, yeah I mean he's, he's a player that um, as I said, he's got a lot of experience just, I think you said the other on 180 uh, so it was over a, oh, just over 120, 120 English Premier League Premier matches League for matches. Brighton, I think. Yeah, yeah. Or so appearances I mean, for Brighton. He's got he's got plenty of experience there, but still young enough, and um, and and also you know wants to be there. But as I, I said, it's a, it's a competition for Celtic, but you can't see him coming up from Brighton, as Mark says, turning down the opportunity to stay in the Premier League, and not you know be thinking he's going to be playing week oh. in week out. So. Do you, lose, do you leave out a £7 million defender in Julian or Ayer who you know I've been mean, just talk just just a few just before the season started really that, that it could be you could be a potential 20 plus million move so yeah real competition and we get back to decisions like Stephen Jeddar with the goalkeepers Neil Lennon's got a real big decision now does he leave one out or does he play a back three so Shane Duffy knows a lot about Celtic yeah, Grown up a Celtic fan But he's even gotten to get some advice From former Celtic winger Paddy McCourt Paddy's been great with me And I spoke to him a couple of weeks ago When, when it, was, sort of, it was all happening And Great words to say And if I have any The career he had at Celtic If I have half of that I'd be delighted And um, obviously Huge role model in Derry and, and someone who played for Celtic as well Someone I looked up to And, and still do So uh, Paddy great man And Got great things to say about the club 01419511025 That's the number you need to have your say Ian is from Greenock What do you make of that signing Ian? Well I'm in Doncaster at the moment uh, Gordon uh, Doing the Covid testing for the NHS oh, Good on you, um, keep up the good work Yeah I've been at it I've been at it a, quite a few weeks now So um, Anyway Gordon I know you've been back about four weeks Welcome back to you and all the team mate Great to hear you 
And that. the show's been positive so far, talking about Scotland. Just a wee quick one. Uh, I'll come back to Duffy in a wee minute. Uh, Jim, mm-hmm. good evening. Good evening, Mark. Hi, Ian. Hi, Ian. I've not, had a, I've not had a chance to speak to you through the pandemic. I think I've only spoke to you a, a couple of times. But, Jim, this is to you. A big guy who I think you played football with. It was a good few months ago, the Carabao Cup final. Um, I was working at it in the Wembley Hilton. And it came to Newcastle, the guy, Darlington Kinley. A guy called Wes Saunders. Ah, the Wes Saunders, yeah, Wes, yeah. He's a, he's a, he I think says, he's an agent now. Yeah, he's an agent now. He says, Ian, uh, I spoke to him uh, quite a wee bit at the, just before the final before the final started. And he, he said to me, he said, you're a Scotsman, obviously. I says, I know Jim Duffy on Super Scoreboard. Ex-Morton manager, ex-Morton player, ex-Celtic, blah, blah, blah. He said, send my regards to Jim and his family. So that's all. That's one thing I did anyway. Th- thanks so, for that. He's, go, a good, he's a good big guy, Wes. Yeah, you come up to Dundee when I was. Aye, he sends his regards to you, mate. Right, thank you. Anyway, guys, talking about Shane Duffy, <clears throat> Celtic were crying out for a world class defender. No holes barred. I think he's got about, he's got about 60 caps for Northern uh, Republic Island. 33. Uh, Mark. Uh, 33, I think it is. Is that he's got? Um, yes, do you know what Maybe I've got that number In my head From David Marshall From David, from from David Marshall I, looked, I did look it up last night I'll tell you what I'll, I'll do it again Don't you worry you tell me I won't, I won't misrepresent uh, Maybe that's the number That's still No it's, it's 33 <laughs> as well right, It is 33 Never doubted you gone. There we go it, On the ball Has he played Has he played any Has he played any In the last two months For uh, Republic Euro yeah. 2016 Yeah he played at the Euros Yeah Yeah anyway But he's playing in a top notch league and he's played against world-class footballers week in, week out. I heard you saying he's played over 120-odd games or something like that in the Premier League. Yeah, his Brighton league appearances was over 100 and, yeah, 122 league appearances for Brighton. I'm trying to think, with all of them being in yeah. the Premier League, I think so. I think so. 2016 he signed for them, so. I think sure. so, yeah. Yeah, that's four years. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, it's a signing, um, and it's going to give the back... The back three or the back four A wake up call um, But I think you could pair him With Julian Because Julian Has lost the Ayer I think I think Ayer's head's been uh, Moved To the other end of the country To, to go and sign for Leicester AC Milan Etc etc So Without a Champions League football Again um, That late for the guy coming in We should have won the game but possession means nothing. You've said it all along, guys. Don't put a ball in the back of it. You won nothing. Yeah, Ian. Just a few points we've covered there. Let's go. Let's go back to the start because I know a lot of Celtic fans are excited about Shane Duffy. I just wonder if world class is perhaps a little bit strong. Well, I was a, I was a wee bit strong there in world class. Um, I'll rephrase that. He's a no holds barred defender. He's he's not he's not a pushover because he's played against top-notch strikers in England. Uh, so, I don't see him getting bullied the way Julian's been getting bullied. Kabamba bullied him in the Kamarnock game, again, and he gave the penalty kick away. He got bullied against Livingston, the guy that he's mentioned that could play, play his first cap for Scotland on Friday night, Lyndon Dykes, bullied him at Livingston. And I think Kabamba, Jim, Bullied him last year for Kamarnock as well. I mean, listen, you know, it's, it's, I think it's it's always difficult when um, you know if somebody has 
it's high profile and they, 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 you know they, they make mistakes and whether you use the term bullying I'm not sure because uh, you know you get different types of game different types of strikers but I think Shane Duffy as I said is, is one where um, he, he said he knows his job and he enjoys defending and I think that's something which is actually quite rare in football you know we actually saw it you mentioned the team Livingston over the last couple of years and when Livingston were in there they've changed now because a lot of the players have moved on but they used to enjoy defending they loved you know heading, kicking, tackling you know they loved all that kind of stuff and people didn't enjoy playing against them um, and, and I think Shane Duffy's of that kind of mould where he enjoys it he enjoys that you know competition I don't think anybody come up against them you know big strong physical I don't think that'll phase them it's again you don't get that many those type of strikers mm. down south. There's only they're few and far between. There's a couple at Burnley, obviously, and obviously Andy Carroll's not playing as much now. But there's very few. So he has to be mobile. He has to read the game. He has to still be a decent defender. But certainly he's a he's a he's a, he's a defender who enjoys it. And I think that's something that uh, Celtic. And I think you're right. I think the one thing I will say is it's a couple of weeks too late. You would have loved to have mm. had him in for the Ferris yeah. Varus game because yeah. yeah, you can talk about possession, but the bottom line is he made criminal mistakes if you, you can still you know been 1-1 one, one or, or nicked the game 1-0 if you keep clean sheets and so far Celtic have struggled yeah. a little bit with that just one more just a very small point for accuracy Mark the more I think about it he was part of the Brighton team that got promoted wasn't he yeah, so all of those point. appearances weren't in English Premier League but that, that's just to keep us right on on, on his, his defence you look at Neil Lennon and the thing that I like to I like about Neil Lennon and I do a comparison with, with Brendan Rodgers I thought Celtic when they defended in Europe there wasn't enough aggression. There wasn't enough, you know, emphasis on clearing your lines. And Neil Lennon brings that. So he's a Neil Lennon type of defender, and he's a Martin O'Neill type of defender. If you think of the Martin O'Neill defenders, you think of the, the defenders that Neil Lennon played with his, during his career, whether it be Matt Elliott, Jerry Taggart at Leicester, going to Bobo Baldies and Johan Mialbi. So he's he's a proper defender who first and foremost will thrive on the battle against the number nine and will clear. His lines There'll be no messing about He's exactly What Celtic need And I think it will be part Of a of a back three But it'll be interesting now Now that That, that deal is over the line What does happen With with, with Christopher Ayer That will be an interesting Ian one. how do you think Where will we see Shane Duffy more In a back three Alongside Ayer And Julian Or in a back four Instead of one of them No I would like to see Neil Lennon reverting To His old boss Martin O'Neill um, three five two. We've got the capabilities there to do it, eh, Gordon. Jim, you were a centre back, weren't you? Super centre back. Yeah, yeah, Ian. Yeah, I remember. I remember you at Carbolo, Jim. Um, I'm just trying to think when you were at Carbolo. I'm fifty three, Jim. I'm just trying to remember when you were at Carbolo. Well, I was in the eighty two, eighty five, mate. So you'd probably still in uh, you know your short trousers, but. Uh, <laughs> Um, no, because you know why, Jim? I was selling the programs at Capolo. <laughs> right, um, right. An, an early entrepreneur. You have to put them in half price when Duffy was in the front cover. Ah, yeah. Listen. Yeah, just... I was I was selling the programs, Gordon, <laughs> until I was sixteen till I joined the army. Um, and I remember Jim. Now, Jim, you you would probably remember my uncle. He's still alive. He used to stand at the tunnel. Jim McLeod, Kurt McLeod. Sorry. My, my uncle used to see when you come out the tunnel. Yes. My uncle was a steward there. All steward, right. Call it, whatever. Ian knows everybody, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, I was going to say that, Ian. You know, Ian, you've got a better memory than me. I, I, I'm older than you, so listen, if, if, uh, forgive me if uh, 
if uh, time time uh, you know affects my memory a little bit more. I just think Ian gets about. Ian is he's in everywhere. He's a Doncaster. He's he's got contacts here, there, and everywhere. Mark, same question to you though. Will we? What's your gut telling you? Do you see him more in a back three alongside those two, or in a back four instead of one of them? Ideally, Neil Lennon would want to play a back three, um, but it's just if personnel allows him to to, to do that. But um, if he has his way, I think he'll go a back, a back three. And whether it's a back three or a back two, one thing's for certain, Shane Duffy is the first pick all day long. Um, tweets coming in as well. Moon Man says, Shane Duffy's the best centre-back since Colo Toure. Toure was class, almost single-handedly qualified as... For the Champions League In Rodgers first season He'll be the best signing For any Scottish club This window mm. High praise indeed uh, 01419511025 At Clyde SSB On Twitter Thank you to Ian From Greenock Now in Doncaster Getting about uh, We'll take more of your calls And I've got a good Full time teaser For you next You are the voice Of Scottish football Call 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Guidi and Jim Duffy Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard It's 01419511025 To join in uh, You can do that as well At Clyde SSB On Twitter Now at this time of the night We always do the same thing We get one of you The listeners To send a question in And we try and tax See if the pundits Can come up with the answers Between now and the end of the show So Full time at Clyde1.com That's the address you need If you want to hear your question At some point in the future John has been in touch tonight It's a good one Topical as well um, And don't worry If you think it's too difficult initially I've got a nice clue That will lighten the load for you But we'll see how you get on Since 2014 John says Seven outfield players Have been called up by Scotland But are yet to be capped So since 2014 Seven outfield players Have been called up by Scotland But are yet to be capped Can you name them? Well, like Lyndon Dykes Like uh, Lyndon Dykes, yes John Fleck, I cap He's got caps, yep mm. um, John McLaughlin, no he's got one he? He's got two I think, yep Robbie McCrory Robbie McCrory Outfield player Oh Outfield yeah, of course, well done I see John well McLaughlin no, so Outfield Mm-hmm right. Uh like I say, I do have I've got one one single clue that'll lighten the load on on most of these, but I just want to see how you get on. I'll try somebody like Jack Henry. No, he's got caps, I think, but that's a it's not bad. Uh, what about Greg Taylor's got one, isn't he? Yeah, he's got a couple, yeah, a few yeah. actually. What about the other McCrory, the brother? Ross, no, I don't think he's no. been called up yet. No. no. All right, we'll we'll leave it there. Leave that one. One more, Jim. No, the the boy, the boy was at the United played left back. Went across the Barry Douglas. Barry Douglas. No. no, no. All right, we'll leave it there. You can chip in as well at Clyde SSB. Since 2014, seven outfield players called up by Scotland, but yet to be capped. Lyndon Dykes is the most recent. Um, then we're going back. There was one sort of last year, a couple of years before that, and then we're going back to 2014. Um, as well So you can chip in And remember it's full time At Clyde1.com If you want to Send a question in For future use Let's speak to Stuart In Halifax Hi Stuart Hi guys How's it going Stuart Are you well? Hi, Stuart. Yeah yeah That was good, good Jim man. did you get a cap? No Stuart Robbed <laughs> No you never? No I didn't oh, I'll just ask I'll just wonder You deserved one <laughs> Player of the year What 79 was 80 yeah. was it? 85 actually mate But uh, Yeah I mean, Listen there was a, there was, Who there were was, you up against That's what I was going 
There was a lot of good players at that time, of course. I mean, obviously the the the, the main guys were well, like Millen, Alec McLeish, you know what I mean. But you had you know the numbers, Roy Aitken, Miss Captain Celtic and stuff like that. So yeah, I mean, listen, I you know I, I didn't I didn't McLeish was my old neighbour. I, di- I didn't really think of, but uh, no, some 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 good players. And I think there was a guy called Alan Hansen. He was no bad as well. He's only got about three. Champions League winners medals You know what I mean so. Shows you the era though Mark Because I know he's humble He's shy He's yeah, burying yeah, his face yeah, here But if, he, in this, uh, if he's playing in this era He'd have got a cap no ball and, and by the way that, That's just the defenders It better evokes the, the, the manager might have got a cap That he's picked out <laughs> If you think to Ali McCoist Mo Johnston mm-hmm. Brian McClare Frank McDougall yeah, heard, All those guys playing at that time as well uh, You know Your, your Ian Durant Your Paul McStay is all top top players Right what, that's the old Duffy Jim What about the Stuart what about the current Duffy can I just say one thing though If it was punditry Duffy you'd get 100 caps over Hanson <laughs> Oh there we go He's, <laughs> Thanks very he's much paid, He's paid you a fiver to say that Stuart I think Yeah Thanks Stuart My but, question is This 10 year old pendulum Do you think Duffy Coming in And possibly Morelos going Is swinging it towards Celtic Gordon Mark And Duffy What do you think Sorry but, if, so if, Morelos, if Morelos goes and Duffy's come in. Is that a, is that a, is that a major swing in oh. terms of deciding the title? Well, certainly D- Duffy arriving at Celtic strengthens Celtic. Morelos, if he to leave Rangers, does it weaken Rangers? Yeah, and paper it does. But at the moment, is it weakening Rangers? No. But if you know if, if they get injuries, they would have to call him. You know, if he gets a run, he gets his act together, he'll get you twenty or thirty goals. But he's not in that picture. So, look, in an ideal world, if he's if he was focused I'm sure that Stephen Gerrard Would rather keep him And have as, as good a squad as possible But I see a partner of the ways And th- would it necessarily Weaken Rangers losing Alfredo Morelos It would But I don't think it does If, if I'm if I'm explaining myself properly Let me put it to you Stuart As a Celtic fan Do you do you think Celtic needed Shane Duffy To go on and win 10 in a row? I think as a Like the whole thing Was sort of Stagnant for a while And I think we had to this, Get this player in And we did it I think if Rangers Stick with Morelos And uh, Defoe's out injured And a Ruth A Roth Is sort of The jury's out I think The pendulum Slightly In our favour Yeah I mean Jim we've, We said this in the build up To Shane Duffy arriving Regardless of what you think Of Iron Julian Celtic Needed a central defender Because they had one And Jozo Simunovic Who played yeah. a decent amount Of football And then left yeah. But given the it's an expensive loan Let's be honest mm. So given that the type of transfer That it is And the level that Duffy's played at People are assuming that he's He's definitely there To impact the first 11 But they needed one Even if he wasn't yeah, Straight they, away They did But uh, you know Again you know They weren't as, water, as watertight as, as Neil Lennon would like And so he's went And, and, and brought someone in One to, to play And two for competition And you know And again He's, he's kind of leadership qualities And a, a lot of these other things Personality uh, that, that managers like uh, Confidence and he's an, an international player, so you know the, he's he's, he's a, a, a should be a terrific sign unless he's not kicked the ball yet for Celtic, and and obviously not having any supporters there could impact it. There's things to consider. He wouldn't have played in artificial surfaces and things like that, you know, down south. But I I, I agree I agree um, with Stuart to a certain extent there. I think that if Morelis left and and Shane Duffy come in, I think that could be a game. I'm not saying that you know. Yeah, I still think Celtic would have won the league, but I certainly think that will have a major impact on it because Morelos guarantees you twenty five plus twenty five plus goals. So if it goes, I still think Rangers would still. I know they've just signed two, Itin and, and Roof, 
But I would think you would have to invest a considerable amount of that to bring in another striker. Um, I think you'd need to do that. Yeah, Doc. I know, yeah. I, and I've just said it as well. I agree. So with I think you. It would but at the moment, Alfredo Morelos isn't bringing you twenty-five no. goals. He's not, he's not even bringing you a game. He's bringing no. you nothing. He's not bringing you a single bit of contribution. All he's bringing is, is negativity. So he wouldn't be a loss. But if he gets his act together. Huge. Yeah, he's a huge yeah. What does this arrival of Shane Duffy Does it mean anything for Christopher Ayer, Mark? Again, it goes back to this question of Are they going to play three? Because if that's the case, they need them all And that's not to say that Ayer couldn't leave And someone could come in Because you know we've still got Neil Lennon's comments About want away players ringing in our ears yeah. And many people assume that, that Christopher Ayer was one of them Rightly or wrongly uh, You know, Christopher, if, if, if the price is right And it's the same with every player Um so, you know, if, if with, without having Champions League money, if you're looking to bring money in and all the situation with COVID, etc., then, you know, um, would you rather lose Christopher Ayer or um, uh, Odson Edward? Well, you'd rather lose Christopher Ayer. You're going to get the same amount of money. But I, th- I think Odson Edward holds the key to how many exits there are at Celtic. Now, put it this way. If Odson Edward wants to leave Celtic, he'll be away before October the 6th. That's the bottom line. The player holds all the power. We suspect that he might be edging the wards wanting to do that, but we don't know. Um, now, if you lose Odson Edward, you, you can't then go on and allow established players to go willy-nilly. So I think the key um, is to that. And the player in this day and age, we only need to look at the Dembele situation, you know, to, to an extent as well. You're looking at Morelos' situation. So I think that's the key to, to what happens But the Celtic squad now And yeah I, I would say the Rangers squad too There'll be significant changes between now And the first week in October What do you think Stuart? There's been a lot of comments made about Celtic squad In the last week after that Ferenc Varos defeat Who do you think's hanging around? Who do you think might be looking to move on? I, I just think that that Signing today is a positive way for Celtic. What, the last thing I would say was Julian and I. I keep hearing this phrase, Rolls Royce. They're different types of defenders, and what they need is a hard, hard old school defender beside them, and I think that'll make a big difference. Yeah, is it, I, I'm kind of wondering if this is going too far in the other direction, Mark. Yeah, yeah, he, he is. He's a big, robust defender, but I feel like the more we build it up, people are now expecting. Shane Duffy to walk out with UFC gloves on and you know what I mean and start ragdolling people all over the place I'm, I'm sure there's more to it than that there yeah, must be he's, he's a he's a polished performer but first and foremost he'll clear his lines he'll, the number 9 will know he's in a game that doesn't mean to say that Celtic are going to rack up 10 clean sheets on the, on the trot but the number 9 will know that, he, that he's in a game and I, I can see him being the main communicator at the back so if he becomes the, the central man of the three And he's got Julian at one side night the other he'll, he'll talk He'll communicate um, I think the goalkeeper looks as though He's needing a bit of help as well I mean I think back to the goal Last Wednesday night We're in the studio So we're home um, After it And uh, you know um, uh, The ball's over the top Who's the defender again Gordon? Um, El Hamed El Hamed yeah. If people are saying Fraser Forster and goals You would save it Yeah they're giving it All day long but I think as well Fraser Foster's line of communication to El Hamed would be take the boy out, take him out, take a hit for the team. And I think there's been a greater degree of communication between the two. I don't think Barkas um, has, has got that yet. So for me, there are question marks um, hanging over the goalkeeper and, and just the way the whole goalkeeping situation was handled by Celtic uh, during, during the summer. Uh, I think they left themselves um, wide open. But Shane Duffy will certainly 
shore up the Celtic defence and, and, and it is needed And Jim, sometimes Not always fair But sometimes people are a little bit Sceptical, is that the right word? Of, of loan moves or they don't like mm. them Because they think, well, you know what When the chips are down How much will this guy care? Mm. Will he care as much as the permanent signings? I suppose what's different about this one is Shane Duffy will know more about this mm. quest for 10 in a row Than than perhaps some of the permanent signings would So that you don't have that that concern Yeah, I know I mean, again, listen You know, you've, I, I'm, I'm always a, a wee bit kind of concerned When people... You know, are seen as supporters, and that'll make a big difference to their commitment. Because I don't think that's the case. I think when you go and sign for a club, you know, you you know, you the type. But you should have done your your homework and your mm. research and made sure he's the right type of guy, no matter who he was. He was brought up supporting, and uh, you know, and, and I think, uh, yeah, I mean, he's aware of Celtics. I mean, he mentioned in his interview there, you know, going for ten in a row. He mentions the you know the the, the chase for history, but you know. If, I, I I really don't think that should have any bearing whether you sign him or not. You know whether he's a, a you know perceived to be a Celtic man or not. I think that's totally mm. immaterial. I think uh, it's about his qualities as a defender, and I think that is much more important um, going forward. And regardless of whether Christopher Ayer is going to move on or not, you know I, I still I still still think that um, you know as you mentioned with Seminovic moving on, Celtic were always going to be, and I think it's good business. Listen, Celtic aren't the one to look too far. They don't need to look at three and four years ahead. This is a this this season will stand on its own and its own merits. Uh, you know, for 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 the reasons everybody knows. So a, a loan, even an expensive loan, could 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 be a, you know a pivotal signing for Celtic. Yeah, the beauty of being a football fan, Mark, is you can always want more and you can always want the 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 board to spend more. Um, but slowly but surely, Celtic are are racking up decent. Outgoings this season Barkas 5 million A Yeti 5 It's yeah. an expensive loan David Turnbull 3 and a bit So You always hear this accusation You know The board need to do more And the manager needs to be backed But That's a that's a fairly sizable investment already It is it, 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 there's, there's been a lot of money Spent and now The players need to justify The investment Because When you're saying that kind of money um, You know if we, if we want to just keep it To, to domestic football that's that is the kind of money that should be guaranteeing you the title this season. You know, um, you know, on top of what is is already there, the quality is already there. Now, the, the the big question mark would be on that if Edward is 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 sold, if he really digs in and says, you know, I want away, I want out of here, then that could become um, a problem. But if it stays the way it is, then you know you look at it on paper and and, and sell to have a stronger squad. Thank you very much Stuart in Halifax So one four one nine five one one zero two five. Let's revisit tonight's teaser John's been in touch He says since 2014 Seven outfield players have been called up by Scotland But are yet to be capped So Lyndon Dykes is the obvious one Any others? Struggling well, the, the only one I, I went back to, to Rangers squad in 2014 And guys like Ian Black No but you're getting warmer yeah. Barry Mackay I think Ian Black's been capped I think he did. He played, was um, a I Easter Road think game A friendly Easter Barry Road Barry Mackay has league. also been capped But there's somebody else in there Lewis McLeod Yes Lewis there, McLeod. We yeah, there we go Good teamwork that I like that So Lyndon Dykes Lewis McLeod Two down Five to go I'm He got caps I think He's not one of them hey. Ricky Foster just out with the time frame 
actually. It's not mm. a bad guess at all, but he's not, not since 2014. Uh, Paul, Paul Hanlon. Players. Yes, Paul Hanlon, well done. One, two, three. Hanlon, Dykes, McLeod. Are they all Scots based? Mm. Gordon, no. There's a couple down the road. One, two, three, four remaining. One is not Scots based. The rest are. So I'll give you some thinking time and we'll see if we can get the answers next. 0141-951-1025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. All right, we're into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi are here. We're going to take a call very soon from Andy, who's a Rangers fan on the line. Let's just tick off another couple of boxes, though. Since 2014, this is your question tonight. Seven outfield players have been called up by Scotland, but are yet... To be capped Guys like Lyndon Dykes Paul Hanlon And Lewis McLeod Any more? Scott Allen? No Who was who's a Who was a boy at St Mirren That went down the road? You winger? No mm, I don't even know who you uh, mean uh, But McGinnis, no Oh uh, McGinnis, uh, McAllister No, uh, no McAllister um, uh, Matt Reynolds Yes, what a shout oh, that is What a shout that know. is He got called up to the squad for one of the England games Actually, Mark Reynolds, but didn't get on shoot. There's only three to get um, uh, Stevie Mallon? No Alright, three to get, plenty of time Before we speak to Andy, let's hear uh, from Hibs And Scotland under 21 defender Ryan Porteous He says he took inspiration from Andy Murray During his own uh, path back from injury I'm sure many of you were glued to your screens As Andy Murray put us through another mm-hmm. Emotional roller coaster last night Now Porteous is actually signed to Andy Murray's management team So there's a bit of a link up there um, Andy Murray being a Hibs fan He says the tennis star is always checking in on him Just someone that's always asked me You know how my injury's going If I'm kind of keeping on top of you Are you doing your rehab? Are you doing your prehab? Can, can ask him what I'm doing How, how he's feeling uh, He's someone that's seen it all you know, when it comes to the injury side of things, being you know, down and out, written off, saying that you're never going to play again, to then coming back and, and playing in major tournaments and stuff. So, you know, it's someone you've got to take inspiration from, and um, someone that you know, if, if you can tap in and get anything, you know, as you said from him, then it's obviously a benefit. The injuries that he's went through have obviously been a lot more, as you said, significant. And if anybody has watched the documentary, you can see that the the level, the mental state he's in, is just. It's elite. You know, it's elite performers that can drive, and a lot of people would give up. You know, a lot of normal people would give up, but. He's the kind of person that, you know, he doesn't know what that means. So, um, as I said before, the inspiration's there and, and the fact that he's in my corner, it just makes it, you know, that whole lot better. I'm all for that, Jim Duffy. I reckon if you stuck Andy Murray up front for Scotland on Friday, I'm not saying he would play brilliant because he's not a footballer. I'm not going to get that carried, but he'd probably score, wouldn't he? He would just just, <laughs> would just somehow manage it. That seems to be uh, the type. And that's a fascinating little setup that, that Ryan Portis and Hibbs and Andy Murray have got. Yeah, as I mean, you can have inspiration, obviously, and and, and Andy Murray is a, a hugely inspirational character. You know, I mean, as I said, coming back, I mean, he mentioned himself. There was the first time he'd actually felt pain free since two thousand and seventeen at the French Open. That's three years. Now a lot of people at the, the elite level and the amount of success he's had wouldn't have had to push himself. You know, and they wouldn't have. They just would have said, oh, listen, that'll do me." You know, I've had a couple of Olympic golds, I've had a couple of, uh, you know, uh, uh, Wimbledon titles, etc. And 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 just maybe just eased off, but he hasn't. And I think that that inspiration is obviously, you know, a, a good motivation for a young player like Ryan Porteous. I mean, a year, or a year and a half ago, I seen Ryan. Well, probably a couple of years now, I seen him playing for Hibs. Uh, youths and reserves and I thought this, this boy's got a real chance we're talking about mm-hmm. de- defending really aggressive and competitive and you know just really stood out at that level 
and I know he's played I think every game I think for for, for um, you know for Hibs this year uh, under Jack Ross but he's still got that rash streak in him and that's something he has to he has to curtail in the modern game moving forward because you just cannot go in carrying into players you know you have to read the game and, and understand the game a little bit more and the way the game is, is progressing so that's something he's got to learn but in terms of um, attitude, yeah, I, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't think there's there, there, there's something that that could be added to him because he's got a magnificent attitude to the game. The under twenty ones is going to be want to keep an eye on Mark. I know it's not going to get the same headlines as the A squad, but again, take that midfield for instance. Billy Gilmore still to come back in because he's injured. Mm-hmm. Be interesting to see how they squeeze in Lewis Ferguson, Ross McCrory, Alan Campbell. David Turnbull it's not, it's not bad We've got a few options there It'll be interesting to see What they come up yeah, with Yeah I mean Any permutation out of them I would say certainly You know Lewis Ferguson and McCrory Potentially building a, a, a partnership They wouldn't look at a place in the, in, in, in the A squad In the main really? team Aye yeah. absolutely So no it's, it's good um, I, I, I like them all uh, the, the, the four of them um, Really Particularly um, Lewis Ferguson I really uh, like him And just to touch on Andy Murray uh, Ridiculous I, don't, just, uh, uh, I would say Scotland If not the UK But certainly Scotland's Greatest ever sports person hmm. In the past 20-30 years If not longer And I just I think back to him I think he is an inspiration hmm. And his work ethic And his dedication To when you look at his levels of fitness You know 10-12 years ago We could see him struggling In 4-5 sets to, to be gone and become a Wimbledon champion And a multiple uh, champion Constantly wearing uh, uh, braces around his ankles um, t- for, for protection as well Just absolutely brilliant A proper, proper sportsman Thinking about that under-21s group Jim, on behalf of fans of wee teams everywhere Is it a surprise that David Turnbull's not been promoted to the A squad? Is that not what happens as soon as you sign <laughs> yeah, for, for, for one of the big two? <laughs> yeah, well, that's what so they always I, tell you that's, that's, Well, you know, I think maybe You never know Maybe the next game, who knows But uh, yeah, I, I don't think it'll be too long if he, if he gets himself into that Celtic first team That's for sure but um, you know, again, he's, he's he's just making his way back really to, to the levels we know that uh, he's capable of, and and I think you mentioned some of the players there. I mean, uh, you know, I see Lewis McLeod, uh, sorry, Lewis Ferguson. Ferguson. Again, I spoke about uh, Porteous. You see, he scores at the goal, scores a couple of scores apparently, but then has a, a really daft tackle to get booked, and again, he's he's, he's another one who just has to yeah. just calm himself a little bit mm-hmm. and understand that he doesn't just... always have to play. You know, hundred miles an yeah. hour. You know, you don't have to always win every tackle. Sometimes you just he, have he needs to, to refine his game yeah. a little bit. Yeah. yeah, but again, real potential, real potential. All right, let's bring in Andy, who's a Rangers fan from Finiston. What's on your mind tonight, Andy? Hi, I just a uh, quick couple of points about the goalkeeping thing. When, when you first came on, I'm going McLaughlin, and then I was listening. I'm going, well, I really, whoever they play, they've got two crank goalkeepers there, so I'm not really bothering too much about that. Yeah, uh, you know, it's a nice problem uh, to have, isn't and, it? Oh, that's a great problem. Hi, brilliant. And there was a boy on last night, and he said that he, said, he made quite a good point with Scottish football that Shane Duffy said for Celtic. You know, I'm a Rangers fan, but it's good that Ryan Kent, he's, can, he's come out and said, well, he, he's an offer for, from probably the best league in the world, and he's one of the state Rangers, which I am delighted about. Because I know he, he probably will go, but I'm hopefully this season he'll stay because the wee man's in pile now. So I'm just hoping that he's going to stay up here and then make his move maybe next year. Mm. Whatever happens, he won the league. I'm just hoping that he stays because I'm quite. I was really delighted with the way he was talking. He loves to play for the club, loves to play for Jersey. I would just, what do you think about that, boys? Yeah, I think that I think Stephen Gerrard and every Rangers supporter would agree with you there. 
um, Andy You know I think you, you, you have a heart to heart And you say Listen Come stay with us Help us create a bit of history By stopping um, Celtic winning the league uh, This season And then uh, Listen Leeds are a brilliant club And you know They expect them to do good things Under Bielsa this season But he might have A, a more established Premier League club To, to go to um, This time next year And you know he, he's, His transfer fee Could absolutely rock it if he has a really good 10 months um, So I think that would be what um, Stephen Gerrard is saying And whether Whoever wins a league This season Andy Whether it's Celtic Whether it's Rangers uh, I think uh, You'll see Wholesale changes From top to bottom At both clubs um, Next summer You know There'll be some that'll move on For big money There'll be some casualties Maybe there'll be one If not two Managerial changes Boardroom changes you know the 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 the, uh, the decks will be will be clear to an extent because everything's riding on this season one way or another, and then it'll be time to sit back and take stock and make changes to 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 crack on for future years. No, I've been really impressed by Ryan Kent. I mean, I seen his interview at the weekend as well, and he just looks as if he's a Teta boy's enjoying his football. He's got that responsibility, um, you know, being one of the main players, uh, the key player, probably the key player at this moment in time in, uh, in terms of it. But his he's hunger and his appetite for the game uh, are, are terrific. He's still got to add parts of his game, we understand that. He scored, he scored a couple of more goals this season, he's still got to get his head up and, 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 and link up with the player. But again... Getting used to playing with different strikers. Obviously, Morelos was pretty much a fixture, but now that's maybe not the case. So whether it's Roof, whether it's sitting, whether it's different players, it's got to try and adapt to that. But for me, unless Rangers get a sensational offer, they can't let them go. Um, but listen, the lure of the Premier League and the money they can throw at it—you know—that might happen. But uh, I think that he's, he's, I think the Rangers fans have also warmed to him. I think I think the majority always liked him, but I think mm-hmm. now. Just the way he's approached it, the, the things he's coming out and saying, they're thinking, listen, he, why, why do we want to move someone who's really happy at mm-hmm. Rangers? So unless they get, as I, I said to, to me, a sensational offer, I think he'll be an integral part of what Rangers are going to try and achieve this year. Andy, where is he at at the moment in comparison to other times in his Rangers career? When he came up on loan, he was obviously impressive. That won him the permanent move. He maybe didn't quite hit those heights Last season, is this the is this the best form he's ever shown at Rangers, or is, how would you view it? Well, uh, well, I think you, you said that, that you're quite right there. But see, while he last week, he was back defending. He's putting he put a, a kind of last kind of ditch. You know, it wasn't going to be a goal, but he's, you know, he's back defending. No, he just looks hungry. He just looks as if going off Rangers. As he said in his interview, he said, "I love Rangers and I love the fans. I love the club." And he, I think really this year he's. If we can, as Jim said, as long as somebody does come in a big, massive offer, he's going to stay. He will go, but uh, no, I just like the way his attitude, his attitude looks really good. Uh, he's got a lot of good players running about him, as Jim said, but I'm not sure about Ruth and that yet. No, quite sure about him. Uh, today got him running and still like, I still believe it or not, I still like Alfred and Ruth to stay with Rangers. Because I think he could give us a lot if he gets his head screwed together. But you just don't know. But I'm just glad that Kent is he's just showing, he's just saying what he's capable of, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, Mark, that's the thing. To, to win titles, to win silverware, you need more than one talisman. You need more than one match winner. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that you don't always need to make the comparison, but that's where we're at in this city. Celtic had a few last season and that's that's why they won things and Rangers have, have had Morelos and Kent and 
players like that have done it at times uh-huh. If you can get them all contributing at the same time Yeah, you, you need to do over 34, 35, 36 games So Ryan Kent has started very well Probably the, the, the form player or the player of the month out um, soon He may well win the player of the month uh, Hadji's got to go and you know step up Showing a consistent level to it He won the title Thank you very much Andy In finishing you'll be the final caller this evening Let's see you've got three more on the teaser Since 2014 mm. Seven outfield players have been called up by Scotland But yet to be capped Dykes, Hanlon, Reynolds, McLeod Stevie May? Mm, nope he's been mm. Not sure if he's been capped He's Ma- not in there Michael Halloran? Nope mm. uh, I tried to send you a subliminal clue mm. earlier on Danny Wilson No he's got caps yeah, caps Jason Holt I'm just going back <laughs> to that This could that, be that, one, one of the right worst off, ever Because it's right over my head. We just heard from him uh, Wait a minute you just heard from <laughs> oh. Good to see you listening Who did we just talk about? Andy Murray It's not Andy Murray oh, Ryan, Ryan Portis. Portis Ryan Portis Got called up for the Cyprus and Kazakhstan games oh. last year oh. yeah. uh, Right the other one Currently Yep yeah, Currently plays for Dundee United Used to play for Aberdeen Not Mark Reynolds no, no So the other one Who's got that combination Oh Peter Pollock Peter Pollock, Peter Pollock Called up against Nigeria Back in 2014 Never got on And the last one He's the only one Not based in Scotland He's not based on these shores at all There can't be many Oh Oh eh. What was a young super kid Jack no You're thinking Jack Harper But yeah. no Young Scottish prospect Stay on that Ryan Gold Ryan Gold oh, There we go Called up in 2014 Never got a cap And hasn't been capped since Thank you Mark Guidi And Jim Duffy We're back at 6 o'clock tomorrow Mark Wilson and Gordon DL And you may remember Our lockdown quizzes That we used to have Well so many of you Have been getting in touch Asking us to do it again We're going to do it In the second hour Tomorrow night So get all your pals involved Get ready for that one Get your team name Whatever you need to do We'll do another quiz in the second hour tomorrow. We'll hear from Stevie Clark in the first with all the stories of the day. Callum Gallagher is up next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors, experienced players who know how to win. Talk to Thompson's.com.